What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Broken Barstool Podcast. And today, as always, the man on my right, Orlando Venegas. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. And today, our guest is a very important person to me and Orlando, a guy that came back from our childhood. He's out here grinding and making it happen. Jake, JG Skrilla. How What's are you up? doing, brother? Doing excellent. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. Uh, we're doing pretty good today. Yeah. Uh, it's, all right, <laughs> it's been a pretty good day. <laughs> no, For Juan, not so much. His Falcons got fucking stomped uh, yeah, on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was it was okay for a minute, and my hopes got high, and then it got pretty much hammered. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we still we still are playing the game. It's okay. No, but um, we're we're super excited to have Jake here with us today. So, just a little bit about uh, Jake involving us. So this man right here in front of me uh, was one of our childhood friends who has been in and out of our lives since the beginning, uh, very influential and uh, has, I mean, we've reconnected on multiple times, but right now, man, this guy has had some crazy life experiences that, you know, we kind of want to talk about and get into and Absolutely. really, really want to shout out, you know, what, what he has had going on. So, um, Jake, I mean, one of the first things that I want to ask you, man, how, how are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, you know. I mean, everybody has their ups and downs, and there's there's funky days here and there. But ultimately, genuinely, you know, like I keep on keeping on, you know. Yeah, that's what's yeah, up, man. Just sure, that's yeah. what's up, man. So one of the, one thing that uh, I've mentioned here in the intro in your in your introduction is uh, J G Squirrello. Is there so the young man in front of me, young Jake Gallegos? Yeah, the boy right there. So his uh, he he goes by the name JG Skrilla, who is a two o eight um, rap artist who has broken out into the scene in a very um, ambitious fashion. This Absolutely. band right here, um, we just spent the last I don't know two or two, three, three hours, hours yeah. yeah with him, and we've been talking with him and and getting reacquainted and listening to, listening to his music this guy is extremely talented oh yeah and one of the things that i want to talk about man is like your music yeah. and i remember us as like little rugrat kids getting yeah. into into stuff and doing little silly freestyles but yeah i want to know i want to i want you to share with us like where your music background started and kind of like where it is now, because right now you're kind of making those moves and I'm really, yeah, really excited to see what you got oh, yeah. going on. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, a lot of it stems from, so, uh, my childhood, you know, I guess, I guess I'll start here. Cause it's, it's kind of where my influence, a lot of it came from is my, my dad was a, uh, uh, so you could kind of say a wannabe rock star. I mean, he was definitely a rock star in my eyes. You know, you kind of always want to idolize what your parents are doing and what they have going on. And he would play in the bars, man. Like all the local bars. Like I'm originally from Colorado. Shout out 970, Cortez, Durango area. <clears throat> and uh, as a young, young child, like I have a really photographic memory for, for long-term memory. And 
I just remember watching him like dress up the makeup like kids. Oh really? And, like, Damn, like, seriously? Hair and yep, yep. And I he would uh he would take me into bars and shit as a young kid and like I would watch him play and you know, when I was even a little younger, my mom would like tend to me in the car seat in the car while they're in the bars playing and no they would go kidding. and check on me and, and make sure everything was going on inside. And yeah, I mean, he was involved in a couple of different bands and we always had instruments. We always had saxophones and trumpets. And they always had music in the house. Always. Yeah. It was just really like, it was, it was kind of comforting because we didn't, I mean, you know, and, and I'm probably one of the last generations we're probably one of the last generations didn't have like ipads in front of our faces and phones yeah and stuff, oh yeah you know? we really we yeah, played we outside nope. you know we had we had bikes and we had you know skateboards and stuff to play on we had rocks and dirt rocks and dirt when we <laughs> marbles growing up, <laughs> growing up in burley what do you guys yeah. do we play with rocks and dirt you know? play with <laughs> rocks and dirt. <laughs> you seen that new potato that came out fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> potato <laughs> dude Sneaking into one movie after the next because we had the movie theater and the bowling alley and yeah. the skate park and like those were the three cool things to do. Yeah, but yeah, no, and and I mean that was kind of where my my music influence really came from. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be a rapper from a really young age. I heard the song. It's probably six, seven years old. Uh, it was like Snoop Dogg and Bow Wow. Snoop Dogg and Bow Wow. It's like. Where's my mm. dog? Yo, jet airplane. You know what I mean? You know what song I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's, you're ringing bells, yeah. but I, I ain't yeah. answering yeah. the door yet. It's man. older, bro. It's older. It's older. And and uh, from that song, because that was like one of the real songs, like I can really comprehend in my memory. That's like, oh, like this shit's vibing. I want to fucking make this I was, shit. I wasn't really into my dad's like rock music yeah. a little bit, you know, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, you yeah. know, like all I the, fuck with that hit. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they fucking badass. They got down. And I mean, they're still relevant in today's day and yeah, age. But real. like for me, I felt like hip hop was like a one kind of trendy and, and two, it really brought me closer to my brothers. Like I have three older brothers and they were all kind of in and out of the hip hop scene a little bit. It just kind of. You know, started on some, some neighborhood, like rascaling shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing, you know. Oh well, yeah, that's that's how um, just about everybody starts off, man. Yeah. Right. Tip. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And uh, th- so there's something that I I want to bring up is uh, so not only do do Orlando and I know Jake uh, from from a young kid standpoint, but also, some uh, some of our other guests, uh, uh, Joey Dominguez, is one of uh, Jake's best friends, and they were running in the rap group, uh, running in the rap game for for a decent amount of time. Uh, Juan Rodriguez, Fly Like Sora, you know, uh, he was, you know, these guys are the ones running in this in these same circles. I mean, in one shape or another, these these kind of puzzle pieces fit, and uh, it it just kind of it follows suit. Like these guys are all different parts of what makes local music amazing, you know. The Fly Like Sword being a producer, Joe being uh, a rapper and also a producer, and then Jake, who who we just actually found out has been producing for um, other local rappers in the area and yeah. also putting out his own content. Mm-hmm. But, um. 
one thing that we wanted to get into is uh, aside from your upbringing through music, I wanted to know like how it was doing your first show because you told us that you uh, this is like you no know, off off air or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. You told us that you've been doing a couple shows now. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and. It, it took me a little bit of getting warmed up for it. You know, I, I think like I wanted to have some content for people to really like listen to and to vibe with. So yeah. yeah. How long, how long were you creating music before you started performing? Oh man. I mean, like seriously, if, if we're, like, I'm not seriously talking about creating music. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was 13 when I wrote my first song. Oh really? Yeah. I was 13 when I wrote my first song. You're 26. 26 now yeah and i mean that one was one where i just like really felt comfortable with and it was kind of like that one where i was like damn like this is really good content like how am i ever going to yeah. create something that's as good did as did you this, have that you moment know? where you're like damn did i fucking make this <laughs> <laughs> over and over dude yeah over and over and i mean it's been actually pretty recent that i've been actually like making some skin in the game it's probably been two to three years where mm -hmm. i'm like okay i've known that I've always wanted to do this, like, and I think getting out there and doing it is one of the biggest things in anything that you do. You so know, it's a it's, really big it's first rapping, step. starting business, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are, are kind of intimidated by that risk. Yeah. And kind of by the backlash that you might get, you know, I mean, there's been a little backlash in my rap game, but that first show for me was, I really like putting other people on. Like, I don't necessarily like to be just the one dude, like center of attention status, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I would, I put my brother on and my, a couple of my homies, Weto, shout out J biz, you know, uh, Leandro shout out LC, you know, like a couple homies that I've really performed with that I'm comfortable with that really help influence those first couple shows for me, you know? Yeah. And, and I know the, the owners of, of the lounge at the end of the universe. And that was where my first show was. And oh. shout out lyrical De DeMarco, you know, she's really, she's really talented and she's a great promoter as well. Coulter Bailey, shout out Coulter Bailey. He's also been one of my top promoters in the area as well. For sure, man. And he's, he's kind of why I have such a heavy, a heavy following, you know? And yeah. 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 They, they have a, they have a lot of uh, skin in the game. They do. For they sure. do. They do. And, and the recognition kind of comes from establishing yourself in one way or another, you know, and you're not established when you go and do one show, you know, I mean, no, no, you, you, ever, gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it a, a good amount of times before you get some recognition for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever written an autograph? I haven't yet. I haven't Damn. yet. I haven't yet. <laughs> when it comes, it's going to be weird. It'll bro. be soon. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for the listener out there, look out for J or JG Skrilla. JG Skrilla. Yeah, look out for him. He's coming up. He's yep. coming up. He's representing the 208 area and Colorado. Yes, sir. So, you know, like, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. He's coming there. No, but uh, one of the one of the big things that I mean I wanted to talk about, and I wanted uh, to bring Orlando into this because I feel like Orlando didn't really have. Um, much interaction with with Jake as as a youth, not not as much for sure. Like we we definitely we would just hang out like around school with like our the rest group. the rest of our group right with like Joe and everybody else. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I I really wanted to get into a point 
where we talked about uh, our upbringing because uh, me and this guy here and Orlando uh, as well in, in, in limited uh, fashion, but um, we, we ran amok. <laughs> this guy right here um, was one of the bigger influences in our in our young group because like I've mentioned before in other podcasts is that I have a very tight-knit group. So it's, you know, myself, Orlando, and a handful. I, I'm serious, a handful of other people. Yeah. Um, and each one of those individuals has a certain pair of characteristics that make them likable and make them worthy of being in this group. I'm not saying that we are in any sort of way like an ultimate, but no. we, we regard ourselves in such a tight-knit group because everyone who involves themselves with us is genuine and the mm -hmm. biggest part of that was because we didn't fuck with so many people because of their fakeness that we had to get away from other ones Absolutely. so we only revolved around the real and this this guy right here has some sort of magnetism to him that had like a natural leadership oh yeah that uh really helped guide and and direct our young group and we're talking, you know, middle school and junior high. That, and, and Jake really uh, helped shape and form what our group was. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it really, you know, you guys were some of my first real friends. You know, I never went to the same elementary school for a full year. So, like, with us going to, like, sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade, like, those, those were my first full years of school. You know, yeah. that I wasn't in a different school. So I had to make friends and, and like, I think, I think I ultimately had this like real radar, you know, it's like, who's real around me. Yeah. And, and I guess like you, that's just kind of where things ended up, you know, Orlando, what I remember you most for is when we used to all play on the soccer field. Yeah. Like, I think our yeah. soccer days, bro. I think our soccer days is kind of where my, my memory kind of kicks back and I was like, Oh Yeah. Like Orlando, that was one thing you were good at, you know. Do, do you know what though? Once upon a time, yeah. <laughs> you you want dude? I can vouch for you, hundred percent. No one knows the origin of Orlando. He came out of the sea like Godzilla. He did. He, yeah. <laughs> they, nobody knows the origin of Orlando. It's always gonna be a myth or a theory. Uh, <laughs> it's because he's so quiet, man. I like that about him, honestly. No, dude. But this guy, no, he's quiet in the beginning, but you get you to know him. This him motherfucker. Up. Yeah. He's a, he's he, a lotus flower. Yeah, dude. He, this guy's. A, <laughs> these guys. Are is a can of worms I like surprise I like at the bottom. Man. <laughs> yeah, no. Orlando's great, man. But yeah, so Jake, can you take us give us maybe one or two stories from, from our youth, man? Because yeah. you, there's so many. I don't want to pick and choose or cherry pick anything. Yeah. Just give us something that involves our, our youth. Well, I I'll take you guys back. You know, we came we came from a small town, Burley, Idaho, shout out Burley, you know, anybody who lives there now and who has lived there for the past 15 years probably knows us or knows of somebody in our group. Yeah. And, uh, there wasn't a lot for us to do, you know, we didn't really have the city life. So we, nope. we kind of made fun where we could, you know, and whether that was for me and, and Joe and, and a couple other friends, you know, that was a skate park and for, us in school we were just really 
I guess you could kind of say we're like borderline troublemakers, <laughs> but, but also like we dead. tested some limits. Yeah, we, definitely. We, we didn't get caught. There was definitely some stuff we probably should have <laughs> probably should have been arrested for at a young age, but we I won't go too in depth. But yeah, we we uh, it's past the statute. Got away with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that kind of set set a trend for us to kind of go down our own individual paths and everything. But no, we, we, we had a lot of good, good people in, uh, in those, in those times, you know, and like, I, I moved away at the end of middle school. So you guys all went to freshman year together and finished yeah. out high school together. Um, but I, th- I think really like those like six through oh, eighth grade years, we were all together. were really, like I said, you just don't make friends like you you make small town friends, man. And like when it comes to the city, I haven't made city friends like I've made friends with you guys. You know, like you guys. I mean, think about us now. We're what ten years? You know, yeah, ten more years. than ten years. More than, more ten, than years ten years now. now. Fuck, dude, and, can't believe it's been that long, goddamn. And that's 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 real. You know, I mean, that's like, anytime I talk to somebody and I'm like, like how old's your oldest friends, you know, that's kind of how I like, I kind of pull out that real radar is like, you got people you've been friends with for 10 years or no, you know, if you get rid of those type of people, you don't know who you can trust, you know? Dude, that's, that's that's such a big, like real thing to say is like, so I've, uh, I've lived in many different cities in many different States and I've made friends everywhere I go. Get the fuck away from my beard, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's multiple cats here. But I hear we're out here with a feline gang. You know what I'm saying? This is Juan's living room. Yeah, this is this is my humble home here. <laughs> but um, disclosed location. Yes. Uh, address, mind your fucking business. <laughs> but anyway, um, with. An exclusion of a select few from New Mexico. I will say that specifically from New Mexico. The other places that I've lived and, and I've made friends, they just don't they don't really line up or or stand up compared to my hometown childhood friends that made it through childhood. And that is one of the big things is making it through childhood and still being friends afterwards because those you know, are the real ones. Yeah, those are legitimately the real ones. Those are the real ones. For you know, everybody changes. Everybody changes, and that's just a given. Nobody's going to be the same person they were as a kid. Everyone learns and grows, and you know, makes their own opinions as they will. And you don't have to agree with them. Fuck off, cat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to agree with them. But the important part is that you still respect each other and you still are open-minded to each individual person's point of view. And the biggest thing is you still have that same camaraderie. And that's one of the biggest things, dude, is that camaraderie. And one of the biggest things that I was hoping you'd say, Jake, Yeah, yeah. but is we had a sense of accountability. We had a sense of accountability. We took care of each other, man. Like, oh, yeah, we when did. It calmed, exactly. When it came down to it, like, we all had each other's backs. I, know, I mean, I know, like, we talked a little bit earlier. I mean, there's been a couple instances where people, uh, get, I mean, you can't always get everybody to agree and get along all the time. Yeah, there's always going to be a difference in opinion. Oh, yeah. There is. There is. But, Especially as you grow and learn and just, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I kind of take a look back on it now and, and, like, even being here with you guys today and it's like, 
this this is the type of shit that holds weight you know like yeah. like if i ever get married y'all will be at my weddings and i'm having a kid y'all invited my baby shower you know things like sure. that you know and i'll cop you some bibs dude i got you kids <laughs> you're gonna I get some a, broken barstool fucking yeah, bibs and shit broken barstool onesie <laughs> dude yeah sick. broken barstool onesie tell, tell, tell your girl she better put your baby in it dude <laughs> that's on the gram now <laughs> No, but no, you're absolutely right. That that kind of stuff holds weight. But the point that I was trying to get across with accountability is that when we were <laughs> fucking cat, dude. So <laughs> when we were kids, is we knew when we had expectations of what we wanted to be and the kind of characteristics that we had. Is we all try to be genuine. We try to be men of moral. Yeah. And uh, just all around good people. And we've actually had points uh, of time where we had to call each other out on our behavior. Say that someone is acting out of pocket, if you will. Yeah. And and we, we would take accountability within each other and, and rectify that sort of behavior. So if someone was acting out of line in some sort of way, that we would talk about him like, hey man, like I understand you're upset, I understand this shit's grinding your gears or whatever, but you you're you're fucking up. Yeah. Like you can't be you can't be doing that stuff. You're a man. If you want to be a man, you act this way. Yeah. You don't act childish and out of pocket because of, you know, some emotion that you're feeling right now, man. And that's something that as kids, I'm saying this as kids, we had that. We did, and I mean it's that's so strange and yeah. so and so unique. To our young group of friends, because we were like I'm saying to you guys, we're in middle school, and we had this sort of common sense, and we had this accountability of each other that really made us mature very, very quickly. Yeah, and that was one of the things that made us stand out. And I'm not saying that in any sort of a way, like this was a no shape way or form of popularity contest because I don't think we were popular, dude. I just, we didn't care to be honest. I, that, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like what made us popular was that we, we just did our own thing. We did our own thing. We stayed separate and we just, we really did. Like you said, we had that genuinity in us and like we, I mean, I don't think we had any popularity and that's just in, in my eyes because I didn't, I, I had no eye for it. Cause I didn't yeah. think that like people knew who I was, mm-hmm. but all I cared about was this tight knit group. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a couple f- of friends that, that I felt like, you know, uh, kind of stemmed a little bit out of our group that was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is kind of why Jake is this way. And like, kind of, you know, I've, I've just always been like friends with everybody, you know? Yeah, like, that is even, true. This motherfucker is a social butterfly. I am, bro. I am. <laughs> like, in high school, I wasn't a, I wasn't just a hipster. I wasn't just a rapper. I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of had... You were just there. You're, I was just there. You were just, I just Jake. in with everybody, bro. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of my high school friends, like, they, they got into drugs and stuff like that, like, really bad. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing that's been nice about this group is, like, nobody is, like, really went like downhill really you know like yeah none of us have gone to southland yet yeah yeah yet (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed it doesn't go there there's been close lines you know for us and shit emphasis on lines (laughs) (laughs) but we always pulled out of it you know yeah no man that's the thing is i think part of it comes down to our grounding and i think we're grounded to what what shaped us as kids but 
anyway, let's uh, let's get into uh, let's get into our next thing that I want to talk about. Summer's over. 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 It is. Summer's over. The season's changed. It's getting cold and crispy outside. It's fall. Fucking love fall, dude. Dude, my favorite season of the year, which means that we're going into October, which is our favorite month of the year. Spooky season is almost upon us, and I'm getting molly erect. (laughs) Beer fest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. October fest. October fest. No, but I mean <laughs> so we're getting into it and one of my favorite things about the season changing being in broken bar stool fashion is also the changing of the beers. Yeah. So one of the biggest things uh going into the fall season, the changing of the beers, everybody goes from their summer ales and their summer uh brews to their Oktoberfest and fall brews, which mm. brings in a whole new spectrum of flavor and expansion of palate and a different thickness and rock hardness a rock hardness of myself because I love this season. And a whole lot of pumpkin. <laughs> and a whole lot of pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> no man, but aside from the the, the leaves changing colors and, and the uh, weather getting colder, which I love. Yes, it uh it opens up to a whole lot more of what's going on and a whole lot more, excuse me, activities also. Uh, excuse me, one of which being football. The, jeez, oh the NFL is back. The NFL is back. Football is back. So anyone who follows football, NFL, college, uh, whatever. You are back in, and you're watching your favorite teams battle it out. And, and then Juan's fucking situation always lose. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Oh, just, thanks, just bud. Just a tad. Just a tad. <laughs> hey, my first real and my one only real football game I went to was Denver versus Atlanta. So anytime Atlanta loses, is a good day for me. What, <laughs> did Atlanta win that game? Yeah, Atlanta won that game. <laughs> they did. They did. It's a sad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um football is back. So that brings up a whole lot of possibilities for the future. So October being one of our favorite months. I don't know, maybe look out for a little bit of a football episode. Maybe look out for a little bit of something something going on. Maybe look out for for Juan wearing some Atlanta gear and Orlando sucking dick wearing uh 49ers stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> No, uh, we fucking win. We're we two and zero now. We're two and zero yeah, now. I know, so. and I'm owing two. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my leaks in where I can because obviously it's not happening on the gridiron. No, you, you're you're in for a tough season. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest here. You're in for a tough season, buddy. You're gonna have to pull out. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Oh, but fuck. anyway, yeah, football is back. Uh, you know, that's something that we want to kind of want to know. Who's your team? What are you looking out for? Um, you know, maybe we'll put out a poll on uh, on Instagram. Hit us with your team, and then I'll tell you why they suck. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah. So, uh, being in the Treasure Valley, Boise State. Boise State. Being the 
the big team here. Um, Actually, in Idaho general. Let's be honest here. Let, let's, let's be a little honest here. <laughs> no, dude. ISU Bengals for life. ISU. ISU. <laughs> you did that. Right yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, that was the cry because that was that was me trying to suck the tear back. Uh, no, but anyway, so BSU, huge supporters of BSU. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we really, really want to try to get out to a game. We're, we're trying to we're trying to maneuver through some uh, tape here, some red tape here, so we get out to a game and uh, really show our support for not only local beer but local sports teams and local. Uh, educational institutions as you've seen in the past with uh, U of I but let's get in to our next and favorite my favorite topic is Orlando the local brew the local brew drum roll please drum roll please so Orlando what did we pick out here today uh, we picked out something that is um, hella tasty. Hella, hella tasty. <laughs> so here you go, Jake. So we we were perusing the the aisles today, and we're like, "What are we gonna get today?" And There's this can a, just caught my eye. The tasty AF. Yeah, <laughs> that too. I, I like the wording and everything on here. Lemon shandy. And um. These guys are from Garden City, Idaho, as well. So hey. they're very local compared yeah. to where we're at right now. So That's yeah, true. they're honestly Garden City is about five ten minutes away. No place that I hold uh, very. No, I'm clear just from say my heart. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had some bad stuff happen in Garden City, but they have some Garden great. City. No. Yeah, I keep my distance from Garden City. Aside from their breweries, their breweries are the shit. Orlando, there's more they coasters. Are. Please use a coaster. I'll grab a coaster. Hang on. Never mind. He'll pass me a coaster. Okay. So, here we have hella tasty. Tasty as fuck. Huckleberry lemonade shandy. (laughs) Lemon shandy from none other than Western Western Collective. Collective. From, as we mentioned before, Garden City, Idaho. And you know what? Just in, in broken barstool fashion, man, uh, we're, we'll put these we'll put these bad boys up to the mic and uh, give us a little crisp. Ready? In three, two, one. Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's that purple. one smells good. All right, so it's purple. Is it really? it's purple. Oh shit! It is purple. purple. It is purple. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. Scissor. Everything's about a slow down. (laughs) Hold on, I'm gonna put pour this in the. It's fucking purple. I'm pouring this into a glass. Let me see that. Let me see that. There you go. Oh shit! Uh, It is some red undertones to it. It is purple. Kind of looks like wine. Well, grape, grape. You know, like a actual grape. You know, magenta. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so I accidentally took a little taste because I was clearing the lid there. But I want us all to taste this together. And first and foremost, we're going to go from the person away from me. Jake Gallegos is going to give us his initial thoughts and uh, input on the beer. Wait, wait, cheers, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, and then cheers we'll... everybody. Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Oh, shit. Nasta <laughs> I mean, it's for your health in Russian. 
<laughs> okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> All Salud. Right. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That's hella tasty. That is hella tasty. Hella tasty. <laughs> yeah, it's giving me some <laughs> some cider what? vibes. Some cider vibes almost. You know, if you've ever had a another another local Huckleberry Forty Four North. Oh, okay. had it. I feel I like it. this might be the the beer replication. We had a Huckleberry seltzer from uh, McCall Brewing Company. Yeah, 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 and that one was uh, the bomb diggity. Yes. I haven't had this one yet. This is, I mean, also red Kool Aid vibes. Red Kool Aid, dude. It's exactly what I'm thinking right red now, Kool-Aid dude. I'm just vibes. like, yeah. I'm like, this is some Kool Aid shit right now. <laughs> All right, Jake, out of 10. Oh, out of 10. All right. And what do you think of it, too? You know, I'm a beer guy. I'm a beer guy. I'd probably say a a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I would highly recommend it. I would highly recommend it, you know. Um, I like the cloudy input they put on the can. The tastiness of it is hella. (laughs) (laughs) What a great way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... From Ite to Hella, what would you rate it? I would rate it as fuck. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Just call it call it clear there. And yeah, I mean I w- I would do it again. It's, it's I'd do it again. Yeah, it's it's kinda scrum cheese. It is. I mean we got cheese. we got we got six of them, so we gotta finish them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh dude, them. that's a, that's easy work. <laughs> nah, bro, putting in work here. Um, Orlando, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna give this an eight. An uh, eight. An eight. Uh, what do you taste? Take, uh, do 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 the do the Jesus test. Do three swigs and give uh, me give me uh, yeah, the expansion of your palate. Yeah. Orlando, Water wine. Orlando's been like really expanding his palate lately, and I'm really interested interested to see how uh, how much it's changed. So this tastes like fucking juice. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as palate is uh, as kindergarten. Grape nerds. Grape nerds. He's like, is this Welch's? <laughs> for real. <laughs> no, but for real, though, um, it's you, you get you get a lot of juice in there for sure. And then that, that alcohol is kind of like that kickback afterward. Yeah, um, it tastes amazing. It, it tastes really, really good. Um, not something I would pick all the time, but mm, to have every once in a while, for sure. hundred percent. Oh, dude, that is hella tasty. (laughs) It's kind of like your dessert beer almost. Dude, honestly, honestly, you know, here's, here's my thoughts to it. Um, do you remember when you were a kid and you weren't old enough to have a champagne glass for new year's? So they gave you Welch's sparkling cider. <laughs> it's sparkling cider. Yeah. Like here, kid, get drunk. Yeah, you tried so hard. Yeah. So you just like fucking down bottle after bottle of Welch's sparkling cider, and all you did was get hiccups and piss a lot. <laughs> but reality. Yeah, dude. This this is really what it tastes like. It tastes like a Huckleberry sparkling cider. It has a little bit of of brashness to it in sort sort of a sense like there's a little bit of uh, 
metallicness on on, yeah. on the tip of the tongue. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. it's it's uh, it's a little metallicy, coppery ish. Uh, other I'd than love that, to taste it on tap one time. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Ooh. But other than that, it's it's a heavily carbonated beverage, and it is definitely not a beer. It's not a seltzer. It's kind of a. It's sparkle. sitting in between. It's like almost like a half a half. But it's a, honestly, in my opinion, it's it's like a sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a lot like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like like just like the can says. And I will say, time after time, it is hella tasty. It, it is, is fucking hella it tasty. It is sweet. AF. It is, yeah, it's tasty AF. <laughs> it is sweet. It is It is refreshing. It is uh, very um, cidery. So like we're catching the end of them summer vibes. Yeah, I, exactly. think, I think that's exactly yeah. what it's putting out is at the end of them summer vibes. Those uh, very mature huckleberries. You know, the darker the better, bury the sweeter the, the juice. Yeah, the, the, hey. yeah. yeah. The, the only thing we got like to really compare it to from what we've had is, I mean, what we're drinking here too is, is is summer shandy from Lightning Kugel, but that's more. You taste the beer in that though. You, you it's do. It's definitely more of a half and half than anything else. It is. I'm I'm curious on the alcohol percentage on this bitch. Oh yeah, for real. What y'all, is it? Y'all find it before me. Let me know. Uh, three uh, percent. <laughs> yeah, this is why the juice thing comes in. Juice life. Juice life. <laughs> you won't get drunk off a six-pack, but buy a 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're kind of expensive, so. <laughs> and buy, buy some stones. <laughs> so, after uh, modifying our drinks a little bit, we... Uh, Tastes really good. Yeah, we... Uh, Made them a little bit more adult, if you will. <laughs> I have here a bottle of uh, 1800 row, straight from the lands of Mexico. And uh, yeah, we decided to uh, put a little bit of splash of pizzazz in each one of our pizzazz of our hella tasties. And uh, it made them a little bit, uh, they made them uh, hella Hello, spicy. spicy. Yeah. Spicy, tasty. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's uh, you know, a little a little bit of sizzle spice ain't too bad. But moving forward, here we have our our new spicy drinks. I want to I want to talk about something that I guess all of us can really uh, can really attach ourselves to in one one way or another. Uh. And Jake really has a leg in the game here too, is the Idaho car scene, man. That's yeah. something that I wanted to talk about for so long, but I don't really have anyone to talk about it with. Yeah, because I see how it is. Being a technician and being very heavily involved in car culture myself, you know, all of the mainstream media that that is out there. I follow all of it and I watch all of that stuff and I'm very much involved and I love what's going on. Yeah. But one of the biggest things that suffers here in Idaho is the car scene. And that's, I guess that's something that I saw growing up that I didn't really see was a big deal as a kid. No, no. I think the only thing we had, like, especially like in Burley was that what what they call it? The cruise, the cruise, the cruise. And it's just a bunch of like, 
teenager cars, like yeah, just mod- driving around, yeah, driving Hondas. on the one fucking busiest road that we have the there. That only has like, have. yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it's a. I don't think if it's. I don't think it's even Main Street. It's, it was uh, Overland. It, it's Overland. It's Overland. <laughs> the only road with like two lanes in it the entire way. No, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd almost be better off driving around the square in Rupert. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, going like ten miles an hour and shit. Honestly. But since, you know, my upbringing in, in Idaho and in smaller towns and the, the car scene was not big. And I also have a lot of uh, experience in what the car scene potential is actually like. I've been to SEMA. I've, nice. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been to uh, some of the biggest car shows in Texas. Okay. I've been to multiple big, big car shows and I've seen the Bear Jackson and all that stuff. Sick, but what really never seemed to um, really stack up until now, until this point in my life living here in Idaho, is the car scene. Yeah, and I've started to realize that here in the Treasure Valley in the Boise Meridian area, it's actually pretty stout, and there's a lot going on. It it's it's a little more low key. Well, I guess it was a little more low key, you know, like a lot of people have been getting, getting more popular with it. You know, um, we have shark fest. So shark fest is is is, the shit. Sure. It is our Northwest car show of Idaho. You know, I mean, people come from Seattle, people come from Portland, people come from Salt Lake City. All over the Pacific Northwest. All over the Pacific Northwest. And you you get cars from Lamborghinis to to ghosts to the the farm trucks that are slammed yeah. with speakers and you know, whatever it is. And uh <laughs> Hey but I ain't tripping. Like my yeah. first car was I don't think you guys are, you guys don't remember for sure, but it was a 1979 Ford Courier. Fuck Ooh, really? yeah. Let's go. That's my first whip Dude, in Burley. In no Burley, shit. Dog. I don't remember that. In Burley. And it was uh, me and Joe. Me and Joe put a sound system in it. And yeah. uh, we always had dreams of like making the fucking bed like tilt up and have full speakers. <laughs> and, like, like, Some hi- real need for speed shit. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, moving up here, I feel like, you know, there's something that stuck with me a little bit. It's like almost like like your zip code almost has to do with like your style of modification, your style of modification, your lifestyle that you pursue, things like that. You know, Burley is not really it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, there's you're, very true. You have maybe. A big city every three hours. Yeah, yeah. Really, that's Other true. than Twin Falls, which isn't really too big of a, a big city, but no. yeah. Um, yeah, you're in between Salt Lake and Boise. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this city now. I mean, this this city is grown. And it's gigantic. Now. It's becoming more of a, a, you know, Silicon Valley. Yeah, vibey, it's you very know, urban, very young and techy like and techy, businessy, and and it's growing, you know. Yeah, the the youth entrepreneurs are really taking over this area. They in, are in a big and way. With that becomes a little bit of the money that's involved in the in the valley, and now we got and a lot of bit of the influence. 
a lot of bit of the influence. Like, I mean, kids, kids nowadays, you know, in our area, which would have never happened five years ago or driving Porsches and, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, some of my, my car friends are driving McLarens and, and yeah, the, just, uh, you know, just, and, just to follow that my next door neighbor, um, they have about three or four, um, Mitsubishi Evo eights. Yeah. Yeah. I saw these tuners yeah. out here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, their kids are middle school, high school age and one, is probably older than that. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like the stuff that we didn't see growing up. I mean, we saw a lot of modified Hondas. Yeah. Jake, Jake, yeah. Jake with a, with a Ford carrier. Uh, our, our buddy, Joe, Joey Dominguez. He had Jetta. A, yeah, the Jetta, one, Jetta the 1996 like. Jetta GL Orlando with <laughs> my favorite, my favorite yeah. first car of all time. I swear to God, if I find one in good condition, I'm going to buy it and probably it? give it to him. <laughs> but it was a 1986 Toyota Corolla. 1989. 1989 Toyota Corolla. Corolla. Yeah, the dude. Cor- the Corolla's Royce. Dude, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I have no idea. The ignition was jerry-rigged. The- <laughs> The, the speaker system was non-existent. Was shit. <laughs> Bro, they last forever, though. You got you probably had 300,000 miles on that. Dude, I, I, got, I hit 280,000, and then I'm on my drive back from work at, like, 12 midnight. And yeah. I was going down just fucking just, you know, suburb burly, right? And it just started, like, knocking really, really hard. And I was like, fuck. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> It started knocking. <laughs> yeah, dude. It started knocking really hard. Like I, I stepped on it. It's like that was like the whole car was felt like it was, it was about to fucking fall apart, dude. I got it to like the front of my fucking uh, right where I live, oh, and that's yeah. it. That's where it laid. Orlando's oh, like you keep on knocking, but you can't. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to walk the rest of the way. You gotta make it, brother. Come on. Dude, it knocked the whole way home. This little piggy knock, 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 but nobody answered. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's cracking the engine. It's fucked. Oh, that's oh my god. That is awesome. That that oh, you know. I love that car so much, not only because of its comedic value, (laughs) because it was, in true honesty, it was the biggest heap of shit. Bro. But it was our heap of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, we we ran so many, we had a lot of memories. Quote unquote, I'll I'll just call them memories. But we did so many stupid things and so many crazy adventures in that car, and it was barely roadworthy. (laughs) And we trusted it to get us from point A to point B in critical, heavily critical points. Dude, do you remember that time we took it to Twin Falls? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was scary as fuck. Yeah. We took that bitch to Twin Falls. That was scary as fuck, dude. Yeah. Motor mountain shaking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just not not just the motor mount. The whole car was rattling apart. Like bolts were like shaking out. Screws were un like twisting out. The whole thing was rattling to pieces. And it was just like spitting and sputtering and 
crapping out freaking black smoke, and it was like, let's just put me out of my misery. Let's be real. Yeah. Orlando came in that car from from Mexico. (laughs) It, it, It was stuffed with all his fam. So, no, no, no. That, I think your dad that, bought it from a junkyard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where he got it from, to be honest, but it still had the sticker for Capital High School. From oh, here in Boise. So it's from here. It's from oh. here. That's, well, that, that's just like the num- like the number one car, I swear to God. It's like either you're in a Civic or you're in a Corolla from like the 1990s, late 80s, and all your family fit in it to get here across the border. We got, I think, what? Eight or nine people uh, in yeah, that car one time. People. Eight or nine people in that car. <laughs> we, um, You're just proving my point here, bro. Do <laughs> yeah. you remember that old restaurant in Twin Falls? Like, I, I was called Nine Beans in a Burrito. Oh, yeah. Nuh-uh. No. Nuh-uh. Yeah, so in Twin Falls, Idaho, there, I don't know if it's still there, but there used it to is, be. It is, it is. Okay, so there's a restaurant in Twin Falls, Idaho called Nine Beans in a Burrito. And we actually turned Orlando's Toyota Corolla and we filled it with nine beans. <laughs> and it was white, so we filled that burrito pack tight. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. But yeah, it was funny, dude. That car. And because it was such a piece of shit, we, did, <laughs> we had really no regard to it. Like, no. We, we, we gave no care in the world. We, like, literally. You almost need a car like that in high school. Oh yeah, honestly, we ram- we rammed it. We jumped into it. We would like <laughs> crawl. You, you guys hit it a couple times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, uh, one of our Orlando's cool with it. One of no, our, I'm not. <laughs> one of our friends uh, rear-ended it, and he's like, "Oh well, it's just Orlando's car." <laughs> Uh, Damn. One of, another one of our friends was pissed off one day, and he was, you know, acting out. And he need his his rear quarter panel next to his gas tank, and just put a big ass dent <laughs> right next to his gas tank. And I'm like, dude, that's Orlando's car. He's like, so it's Orlando's car. <laughs> oh, fuck. We had someone belly flop on his hood. Oh my gosh, Bro. people would climb on the roof. It was ridiculous. And that car, you know, it was really what it needed to be and it was just a utility. It know? was. It was it was like I had know. one of those. I had one of those. It was a uh, 1989 Acura Integra. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> those two-door, are like fucking the two-door coupe with the flip-up headlights. Yeah. Dude, those are <laughs> so <laughs> badass. Dude, those, dude, are those are fucking, so hard oh, to find. Dude. They are, but my it, it had been totaled, and the guy who sold it to me didn't tell me that. So, so it was a like it was just a savage title. It was title. basically a lemon. It was yeah. basically <laughs> a lemon. Like my. So you just it was basically just like an appliance. You just used and abused it. Yeah, my driver door, it didn't always close properly, <laughs> and there was always something up with it. And one day it just didn't close. So like it would just like I would I'd be going around a turn, and my driver door would be like whoop, like. <laughs> Just to take off, like, all right. Straight fly open. <laughs> I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yo, you got to get this shit fixed. So I went and found another driver door, installed it and everything. It was blue. So I had this red Acura Integra 1989 with a blue door on the driver's side. Yo. And that door didn't close right either. So I, <laughs> so I fucking bungee quartered that shit shut. <laughs> And I did the fucking Dukes of Hazard shit. Jumped in and out of the window. Oh my gosh. I actually oh. got in trouble with one of my girlfriends one time, and my mom's like, 
you can't have your phone, you can't have your car, and I'm taking off your bedroom room door. So like I lost those three things. And finally, I was like, you know, this car is just a piece of shit. <laughs> For real. And, and the guy didn't tell me that, so I tried to sell it. I sold it to another guy. And he actually got it inspected. That's how I found out it was a lemon. <laughs> the frame was bent. Ooh. And that's why the fucking driver door didn't close properly. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes fucking sense. And he's like, I'm going to sue you if you don't give me back my money and take back your car. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Like, I didn't know. Here's your money. Give me my car back. I junkyarded it. 350 bucks. And that was my down payment on my BMW. Oh, I had really? A, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, what did you have, like an E? I had an E30, the old 80s. Yeah. I had two of them. They were yeah. nice. They I were saw nice. one that, that you kind of stanced out a little bit, right? I stanced it. Yeah, yeah. exhaust, full exhaust, cold air intake, turned it into a, a baby drift rig. And it was dude, fun, that's man. fucking sick. It was fun. Like, it was I a, fucking love those. They're such good cars, dude. Like, I will say, like, next to the car I have now, I drive a 13 BRZ. It was like what got me into cars, really. You know, like, like yeah. I know I work with with car dealerships, and I mostly do recall work now. But like, that's what I cared about in the car scene was like all yeah. the modifications and switching shit up and like making something yeah. with power. Yeah, people have some like, crazy yeah. creativity. One of yeah. my biggest things, especially with um, what you have now, also with your E30, is um, Rocket Bunny. Dude, Rocket Bunny oh, came a long yeah. way. Liberty Walk, dude. everybody. Like, uh -huh. with, yeah. with the E30, with the BRZ, you know, like those. Yeah, dude, Rocket Bunny builds are sick. Yes, they are. They are. Uh, there's so many options for the, yeah. for the BRZ now. Straight you out know, of Japan. Valenti, fucking Rocket Bunny, Liberty Walk. I have, you know, I I have, a, I have a... Karma, all those. I just, uh, I just love Rocket Bunny because it's, like, genuine and almost like a pioneer in that. In it's quality it. material, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Not, not only you're, you're that, not, so you're not Duraflexing. No, no, no. Yeah, so, no. So but no, like, dude. Rocket Bunny. I so I've I've done a lot of research on Rocket Bunny, and the guy who designs and primarily creates everything from Rocket Bunny, he does all of the de all of the designs himself, and he crafts them all himself, and he he hand shapes everything, and then Ooh. it go and then it goes into production. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like Rocket Bunny is just so fucking precise for what they do for individual manufacturers. They and do. that's just it's it's immaculate. That's why I hold Rocket Bunny at, at for that sort of uh of build. I know everyone has different I'm a muscle car yeah. guy just just so you guys know. Yeah. But I I respect and I and I admire all these different modification groups and, and genres or whatever. But that's why I hold Rocket Bunny where it is. Because it is so genuine and precise, I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. In the aftermarket world, you know, there's there's a couple people that I really hold to a high standard. You know, um, uh, Exidy, you know, couple of them. You know, there's, you like there's Nvidia. Nvidia. I'm not a huge Nvidia fan. You know, I, like with going back to the kind of the muscle muscle I, age, like yeah. I, I, well, I really you, like I really like Borla. Borla's had yeah. skin in the game for a long time. Well, I'm running a Borla exhaust right now on the BRZ, and it's not too. The 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 well the reason why I brought up Nvidia is uh, or Nvidia uh, because you worked for Subaru for a number yep. of of uh, I don't know years. Did you? Yeah, years for sure. And um, Nvidia has uh, a personal stake in in Subaru. 
Yep. And they do a lot of stuff for for WRX and STI. They do. And um, that's why I was I was curious because your BRZ, I mean I don't know they do spinoffs you know the the G eighty six and yeah yeah then they're essentially all the same car. Yep. But Nvidia has just has that that sort of a uh, staple. I feel like it's a little more tin, it's a little more tin canny for me. You know I like I'm. I'm not the kid I used to be, you know, I'm not, let's straight pipe it and let's get as much sound out of the exhaust no. as we can. Straight pipe no. the V8s. Like, like straight pipe the V8s, dude. Straight oh my. pipe the V8s. Yeah, they, Only, they sound you know. fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, I will say, I, I straight piped the Beamer and yeah. it sounded like a fucking diesel truck in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun. But and having my neighbors hated me. Uh, I, tasties. I was running a, they're doing great. Actually, you know what? I have an open big wave that I need to finish, so I'll have that. Yeah, but no, the uh, the two twelves, the two twelve inch subwoofers in the back yeah. of the beamer, bro. You remember that shit? Like, uh, yeah. Oh I will, yeah. I will say, my neighbors were not friends. Yeah, dude, that was a uh, Joe's big thing too. It was. It was. Dude, dude, the first time I ever listened to "Bring Me the Horizon." Was in was uh, Joe's had, brother Lewis. Yeah, he had fucking. He had a twelve-inch um, Rockford Fosgate. Rock. Yeah, he had a full Rockford Fosgate setup in his car, and he played um, "Shadow Moses" mm-hmm. by "Bring Me the Horizon," and I was so fucking like blown away that I became a huge fan and follower. Of this band because of the way it sounded through his stereo. He had all of his door speakers and tweeters and his 12-inch sub with, I think, a 1,000-watt amp. And his, I think his was a little bit newer, right? I think it was probably like a 98 or 2000 uh, Jetta GL. Cause yeah. yeah. His was a little newer than, than Joe's. Yeah, but it it was just another shit box. <laughs> but, uh, we had dreams to, for those cars, dude. dude. We, we, we used to have we used to have dreams for these cars, and it was just amazing. It was amazing. It sounded so good, and, and and the audio system was just immaculate. And I don't know, man. That's something that like you start off as a kid, and it just grows and grows and grows. Uh, I know we joke joke uh, around a lot with Orlando's uh, eighty nine <laughs> Corolla, but I absolutely love that car. Because of its reliability, oh yeah, we used it as an appliance, and it really got us out of a lot of sticky situations. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was our first little taste of freedom. Honestly, man, as kids, that is your first taste of freedom. Your That's first true. car, and That's first car true, for sure. It could either make you or break you. Either you get your first felony or you get your first memories. But <laughs> you know, or you come close to that. Felony. Or you come close, like. yeah. Multiple times. So. <laughs> I copped a felony as a kid. We won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. The The car scene here is, is, is just crazy and it's expanding. I just wanted to talk about uh, how it was when we were kids. So, you know, Jake had the uh, Ford Carrier and uh, Orlando had the 89 Corolla. I had a 2001 One Camaro. Camaro. It was yeah. The, when he got his car, it was yeah. It was, was everybody like, oh, dude. I wish I was around. Like I, I honestly miss yeah. like the burly vibes. Like I, there were so many times where I'm like, 
I could go back, you know. Yeah. Even yeah. to this day, like I've even considered like Dude, you know what I think about Burley or something, you know. But it's like when, when we were kids, right? Uh we had that that group. And uh it was just different after you left. That's what I heard, bro. Yeah, That's what it, I heard. it was different after you left. And that leadership role that I mean you didn't necessarily create, but that it just it just happened. It just you yeah. know everybody just looked from, upon you for that. Yep. Yeah. From from that point, uh, I think probably it happened. One of the contributing factors was because you were the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. I was in our group. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we ha- we all had we all had insight. You know, and I, like I won't yeah. I won't put myself in in a leadership role the way that the way that um you know we kind of looked at it. Because, like, I feel like we all had really a stake in the game with what we were doing, you know? Like, we were, this was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old for us. So, we were just kind of getting into girls, just kind of getting into cars, just realizing that we had more functionality to us. Yeah, you know what it was, man? Is like, we were really kind of identifying ourselves, but one of the big things is, like, we were, we wanted to be tough. Yeah. And I'm not saying like tough isn't like the oh, you know, the traditional tough guy. We yeah. wanted to be resilient. We did. We, we wanted to pose a force against an opposition. Yeah. And and that was one of the, the, the leading factors. And and once Jake left, um that kind of took a focal point as is what I think is like t- toughness became a big thing is when when we were kids we didn't let anyone or anything oppose us. Well, that was a lot of things. That was a lot of the of the reason why, like, I feel like, like I had a little bit of skin there because, like, I, you know, I was a four corner state champion wrestler by the time I was six years old, you know, and then in middle school, in middle school, I mean, my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade in wrestling was all undefeated, you know. We like I had this like, we had this like our whole group was just like, yo, you can't fuck with us. Like, I mean, there was, yeah. there were small people here and there that were like, yo, we can fuck with you. And then, I mean, we'd throw yeah. Joe in and Joe would fucking beat his ass. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, no one really, happened a couple of times. No one really, uh, no one really faced us, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't one among us that didn't have stripes and there wasn't one among us that, you know, didn't have the other's back. That's true, man. That's true. Yeah, we just kind of, to carry well, each other. Yeah, and dude, we were uh, some little small town, country, city folk, hoodlums. mixture, hoodlum, tough motherfucker. We were all sorts of fucking yeah, crossed with that. Call yeah. it what you want. Yeah, sure. call it what you want. We were a mashup. Uh, so I actually got a question for all of us here. Um, what What's your dream car? What wow. is your dream car that you wish you could fucking have like the first right thing now? that really sticks out to mind for me is a Porsche 918 Spider. From what year? The newer ones. Newer ones. Okay. Yeah, with the okay. hybrid and all that. Yeah. Those, are, those are fucking sick. Bro, I'm a I'm a huge electric fan. Hybrid and electric. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Well, like with the way I believe sustainably. Yep. Like I think that, I think cars like that are definitely coming up, for sure. Dude, we've seen, I, I don't know if anybody else here, but we've seen like all the top gear stuff about um, LaFerrari. Yeah. 918 Spider. Exactly. McLaren P1. Yeah. 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 
Those cars are something to get excited for, right? dude. Fuck, dude. Oh, shit. What about you, Juan? So, um, I would stay true to my muscle car grounding and my roots. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just fucking with you. So, I don't know. If you ask me from my childhood, I would say a 1968 uh, Mustang Shelby 500 Eleanor. Ooh. And that was just my... That was my childhood dream. Because honestly, right now, if you don't know me or if you got to know me, you'd find out that um, I'm a huge Chevy GM fan. And yeah. and I absolutely love the LS platform. I've owned about four. Um, the F-Body type. F-Body type, yeah. Trans Am, Camaro, uh, Firebird. That's surprising. It's a Mustang, so. Yeah, but when I was a kid, my dad was a big Ford guy. And I really, really looked up to my dad. And he had a, a, a Ford F-150 that, you know, he built up. And it was basically my first a real car that I saw be modified. And it was just, it was a beast. And um, I grew up loving Mustangs, and I really liked the Fox body. But yeah, Fox when Fox I watched Gone, Gone in 60 Seconds was what really made it for me. Because I saw Eleanor that, I think it was in 1964, I think Eleanor was, and, and uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, or 64 and a half. But, um, yeah, GT500 Eleanor edition. It was just absolutely insane, and I fell completely in love with that. But, I mean, now... It's so hard for me. That's just a loaded question, Orlando, because I love everything, you know, from, you know, like a GTX or, you know, Pontiac Firebird or or a, a Chevelle or, you know, uh, ACM Hearst. Anything that was like pre-70s, I absolutely love. Uh, you know, split window uh, Corvette. I'm a huge Corvette guy. I don't know. There's too many cars to love, Squid. What's the quickest car you've driven? Uh, was my quickest car I've driven was a 2020 um, Hellcat Charger Red Eye. I've oh really? yeah, the one that you just did yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I was in Alaska and I drove uh, that uh, Hellcat Charger Red Eye. Nice. The the fastest car I've driven was a Hellcat. 797 horsepower. Yeah. yeah, the mine was a 2020 no 2019 Demon. Demon, yeah. sick. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so that's uh seven hundred and seven yeah. horsepower. Yeah, dude, the yeah. thing was sick as fuck. Oh, it was so easy to fucking make a make it like a what's it called, make it burn out. It was like just step on, just, it was fucking sick, dude. I yeah, and that red eye would lose traction just fucking looking at the gas pedal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was nuts. And what that about was you, Orlando, my dream car. Yeah. My dream car has got 1989 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be sick. Already man. owned it. <laughs> no, uh. mine's got to be uh, RWB. If you've ever heard of RWB yep. at all, uh, Porsche. Porsche 19. So pretty much what RWB is, it's uh, Rob, it's a modified. Ralph Well built or Ralph Ralph Well 
Oh fuck, I forgot. Right, I know. Say, yeah, say, yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from. Though. Yeah, the wide body Porsches. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. from the eighty. Yeah, they're they're modified from eighty. I love the eighties, bro. Eighty Porsches and everything, and they're modified to do you wide body, and I, I, more than anything, I love the process. Me too. Of getting him an RWB. smoking a cigarette, him like you know what I mean. Yeah, no, Akira Nakai. That's yes. the guy that fucking does that. He he's straight from Japan. He and, is. and you you have to schedule for him to come out and build your RWB in front of your eyes. Yeah. It, it's, I love it, that process, it, by the way. It's like a whole year process, but then you get it all done and everything. It is awesome. And the sad part about this is that this, since he smokes so fucking much, I feel like this guy's going to die of lung cancer before I can come <laughs> up with the money to fucking even buy one of these. Like Maybe. to get it all done and everything. I think me and my brother actually figured out how much it is, like, in total. Um, I, but this was before COVID, so, you know, used car prices have gone up. But So much. In, I think we totaled it, like, around, like, $80,000 for for our, for an RWB to be made from, from scratch, pretty I much. I could see that. Yeah. You know what, man? I want to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And I want to say that my dream car... Um, would be a, uh, what do they call a, a retrofit or a rest, not a resto mod. Is it a resto mod? A resto mod. Where yeah. they, where they do a modern chassis on a classic car. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I would do a 1973 Chevy Camaro. Split. Knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I do a 73 uh, split bumper Camaro with a Resto mod with an LSX motor. Okay. And a uh, 10 speed automatic. Okay. Oh. Paddle shifters. Paddle shifters and. You know what? Uh, I probably wouldn't do paddle shifters. Up no. I'm like, I'm like, dude. Uh, dude I, think, I think I think I I think I do a, a a sequential transmission. Okay, bump shifter. Mm, yeah. yeah, just a sequential transmission mm-hmm. with uh, probably a pro charger. That's mean. That's mean. Yeah, That'd be no, fucking so nice. Running around 900 to 1,000 horsepower. Oh shit, dude! I've that. I've driven a Ford GT40. Ford GT40. Damn. No way. Yeah. What? Yep. Came in for an airbag recall. A <laughs> <laughs> fucking course it would. <laughs> an airbag of all a things. Driver side <laughs> airbag recall. And it was the quickest car I've ever driven. Oh shit. Yeah, supercharger right here. Whining at you. Full V eight. Mm. Like carbon fiber. Everything. Driver seat, passenger seat. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, you know, the four GT 40 story, you know, and I mean, it was, it was protocol for us to drive every car after the recall recall or whatever maintenance, whatever had been performed. Yep. So I drove that car and quick as shit. (laughs) It's got like 14 inch tires, (laughs) like fucking yeah. Yeah. I, I like Ford too. I'm a Ford guy. Like the seven three diesels, the seven three uh they Ooh. were built by International. Yep. Yep. They're, yep yeah, yep. the seven three diesels were built by International. Those motherfuckers are bulletproof. <laughs> they are straight up dude, they are straight up donkeys. 
They are straight up donkeys, Fucking but they asses. will not break That's a down. Carry on horse. Right yeah, it won't. It won't stop though. It won't stop, dude. I think you'll die before that seven three quits. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, guys, um, you know we we talked about just about everything. Uh, you know, here we have Jake Gallegos. Uh, you know, JJ Skrilla. Look him up on SoundCloud. Are you on anything else, bro? I am, yeah. You can catch all my music on SoundCloud. You can catch my newest uh, drop feature, which is Northwest Rap Game, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Amazon, whatever. Um, Yeah, look for me. JD Skrilla. I'll be performing local shows in Idaho, 208 area. I'll be traveling really soon. Colorado, Northwest, South you know, Seattle, Portland. We got to catch one of his shows. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. You guys are more than invited and uh, I'll get you in for free. This oh, is yeah. Job, so. Broken Barstool. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Making moves. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, dude, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's great, man. Um, as always, you know, we want to support local business and local people. And uh, that includes local artists as well, not not just uh, Fly Like Sora and Joey Dominguez, but here we have JJ Skrilla, an amazing person on 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 the internet, coming up making waves in this big sea of music that we have. But here we are, we're nearing the end, and uh, I definitely want to thank everyone who's out there that's listening, uh, who's watching these videos, um, all of our followers on Spotify. Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and now Audible and Amazon Music. Music, yep. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys haven't, you know, seen or known or anything, we are now with Amazon and Audible. So if you have Amazon and Audible, you can definitely catch us there. Catch all of our nonsense one place at a time. But I just want to shout out all of you guys, as always. Uh, check us out on all of our social media accounts on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can email us at thebrokenbarstoolpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at the Broken Barstool Podcast at Patreon. Orlando, am I missing anything? Mm-mm. Nope. No? I think we got it all. Yeah. Jake, would you like to uh, throw in any last-minute plugs, man? Anything that you want to throw out there to to the viewers and listeners? Yeah, I mean, shout-out Broken Barstool. You know, we've, we've been friends for a long time, like Juan and Orlando. You know, we go back way, way back, 10 Fuck years yeah. plus, you know. So, hey, just just listen to these guys. These guys are coming up in the podcast world, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, they're getting some pretty, pretty meaty people on here. So, Please listen to them. You know, there's going to be lots of local breweries, some Oktoberfest stuff going down. You know, we're going to be shouting out some some good booze and content in the near future. So, And uh, hopefully Jake will be coming back yeah, one definitely. of these days. Yeah, we could definitely hear some more from him. Absolutely. But anyway, guys, as the story goes, be safe and stay thirsty. Thank you. Thank you.